0: I'm Maria Titizian
1: and I'm Rubina Margosian and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of July 22.
0: In the news, Human Rights Watch criticizes new EU-Azerbaijan energy deal, CIA director in Yerevan as part of a regional visit to the South Caucasus and Iran's supreme religious leader announces that Iran will not tolerate efforts to block its border with Armenia. Last weekend, on July 16, the foreign ministers of Armenia and
1: Azerbaijan met in Tbilisi. According to a statement issued by Armenia's foreign ministry, Arat Mirzoyan and his Azerbaijani counterpart Jeyhun Bayramov discussed a wide range of issues regarding the normalization of relations between Armenia and Azerbaijan. Also discussing the implementation of previously undertaken commitments and further possible steps,
0: Mirzoyan reiterated Armenia's position that the political settlement of the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict is a within the process of achieving sustainable and lasting peace in the region, stressing the importance of using the institution and experience of the OSCE Minsk Group co-chairmanship in accordance with its international mandate. The Foreign Minister of Armenia highlighted the importance of addressing humanitarian issues, including the release and repatriation of Armenian POWs and clarification of the fate of missing persons.
1: According to Azerbaijani media sources, Foreign Minister Bayramov stated during the meeting that based on the post-conflict realities that emerged after the resolution of the armed conflict between the two states, all efforts must be directed towards making a progress in building good neighborly interstate relations between Azerbaijan and Armenia.
0: Bayramov also highlighted the necessity of the full implementation of all provisions of the November 9 trilateral statement including the withdrawal of the Armenian armed forces from the territory of Azerbaijan and bringing clarity to the fates of close to 4000 Azerbaijani missing persons. This is a direct quote from Bayramov uh, including those from the first Nagorno-Karabakh war both sides under the, willingness, uh, to continue discussions.
1: the EU and the U.S. welcomed the meeting between the foreign ministers of Armenia and Azerbaijan. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken tweeted that the foreign ministers took a positive step meeting in Tbilisi, noting that direct dialogue is the surest path to resolving Azerbaijani and Armenian differences, while Joseph Borrell, the high representative of the European Union for foreign affairs and security policy, called the meeting an important step towards a comprehensive solution.
0: Borrell tweeted that uh, the EU is fully engaged in support of a peaceful, secure, and prosperous South Caucasus and that reconciliation can be achieved only through direct dialogue. The French uh, Foreign Ministry also issued a statement welcoming the meeting and stating France's commitment to promote a lasting peace in the South Caucasus.
1: Following the meeting of the foreign ministers in Tbilisi on the initiative of Washington, Foreign Minister Art Nizouin and USC Yes. <laughs> Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs, Karen Donfried discussed over the phone Mirzoyan's meeting with his Azerbaijani counterpart to regional security and stability, the latest developments in the process of normalization of relations between Armenia and Azerbaijan, the process of unblocking regional transport infrastructures and economic communications, and the work of the delimitation and border security commissions between Armenia and Azerbaijan. Donfried also talked to Azerbaijan's Foreign Minister, Jehun Bayramov.
0: On the eve of the meeting between the two foreign ministers, Baku again accused Armenia of firing at its military positions. Armenia's Ministry of Defense denied the accusations at the same time, announcing that Azerbaijani armed forces had in fact opened fire in the direction of Armenian positions on the eastern part of the border, using different caliber firearms. And um, you know, for the past several months, Baku has been making these kinds of accusations on a weekly basis, and Armenia's Defense Ministry has been. Uh, constantly denying them.
1: Also this week, Foreign Minister Ararat Mirzoyan was in Poland for an official visit where he met a number of high-ranking officials, among them his Polish counterparts, Big New Rao, who is also the current OSCE chairperson in office. Mirzoan and Rao discussed the prospects of expanding cooperation between Armenia and Poland, regional stability and security, bilateral cooperations within the OSCE, Azerbaijan's warmongering statements, and destruction of Armenian heritage in areas under Azerbaijan's control. Control. Zbigniew Rao announced that Poland supports Armia on its difficult path of modernization and continuation of democratic reforms, expressing readiness to share their experience of successful systemic transformation.
0: Uh, and more in regional news. On July 18, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen and Azerbaijan's president, Ilham Aliyev, signed a new energy deal in Baku that will see the EU doubling its purchase of Azerbaijani gas in five years' time. According to the European Commission president, with the new Memorandum of Understanding, the EU is, quote, opening a new chapter in their energy cooperation with Azerbaijan, a key partner in EU's efforts to move away from Russian fossil fuels.
1: Von der Leyen also stated that energy is only one of the areas where the EU and Azerbaijan can enhance their cooperation, adding that she looks forward to tapping into the full potential of their relationship. Aliyev stated that cooperation in the field of energy has always been at the top of Baku's agenda, and that the MOU serves as a roadmap for Further cooperation.
0: Well, Human Rights Watch criticized the deal. Um, this was reported in The Guardian three days ago. Uh, Philip Dam, the acting EU director at uh, Human Rights Watch, said that Azerbaijan uses oil and gas uh, to silence the EU on fundamental rights issues. The reality is that Azerbaijani authorities have been famous for cracking down on civil society activists investigating corruption, especially when it comes to oil and gas.
1: A group of Armenian NGOs also issued a statement noting that human rights and democracy must never be subordinated to energy interests. And this is a quote, uh, rewarding one corrupt aggressor dictator to punish another one inevitably undermines international justice and encourages impunity and the use of brute force as effective means of international practice, uh, the statement read.
0: This week, the leaders of Russia, Turkey, and Iran were in Tehran to discuss a range of issues, mainly the conflict in Syria. Um, The situation in the South Caucasus was also touched upon during uh, their meetings. Now, during separate meetings with Turkey's President Recep Tayyip Erdogan and Russia's President Vladimir Putin, the Supreme Religious Leader of Iran, Ayatollah Khamenei, announced that Iran will not tolerate efforts to block its border with Armenia, which, quote, has been a communication route for thousands of years, uh, at the same time expressing his satisfaction with nagorno karabakhs return to Azerbaijan. This is not the first time that Khamenei has made such statements after the end of the 2020 Artsakh War. He had signaled several times that Tehran will not tolerate a change of its international borders.
1: Last week, the director of the Central Intelligence Agency of the U.S., William Burns, was in Yerevan as part of a regional visit to the South Caucasus. During his visit, the CIA director met with Prime Minister Nigor Pashinyan and Secretary of the Security Council, Armen Grigoryan. Issues related to international and regional security and the fight against terrorism were discussed during the meetings. Reference was also made to the processes taking place in the South Caucasus, uh, the regions. Uh, no further details were made public.
0: Following the visit of the CIA director on July 18, the head of Russia's Foreign Intelligence Service, Sergei Narishkin, was also in Yerevan, where he met with Prime Minister Nigor Pashinyan and the head of Armenia's National Security Service, Armen Abazian. Issues related to international and regional security as well as the situation in the region were discussed.
1: And since his visit came on the heels of his American counterpart, Narishkin told reporters in Yerevan that his visit had nothing to do with the CIA director. He said that Russia has enough power and resources to protect its allies and friends in difficult times and that the integration processes in the Commonwealth of Independent States are a strong guarantee of stability. Narishkin also reminded that integration structures are already operating. Operating in this region, the Eurasian Economic Union, and the Collective Security Treaty Organization.
0: According to the head of Russia's Foreign Intelligence Service, Armenian and Russian security services are working together, including exchange of intelligence to neutralize common external threats facing their countries. And on July 19, Russia and Azerbaijan signed an agreement on cooperation and joint action to ensure the territorial integrity and sovereignty of the two countries, as well as a fight against international terrorism and protecting rights of Russian and Azerbaijani citizens in third countries.
1: On July 19, Security Council Secretary Armen Grikorian told Armen Press that Armenian troops, which had entered Nagorno-Karabakh during the 2020 Artsakh War, will withdraw by September, as stipulated in the November 9 trilateral statement that ended the war. Asked whether this move could leave Artsakh defenseless, Grikorian stated that it's, it does not, as before the war, secur- the security of Artsakh was ensured by the Defense Army, and now there's the presence of the Russian peacekeeping forces as a uh, Another security guarantee.
0: Previously, Armenia's Ministry of Defense had announced that since the end of the war, conscripts from Armenia were not sent to Artsakh uh, anymore. Krikorian noted that the Defense Army will continue to recruit conscripts from Artsakh. And since the end of the war, there have been talks of abolishing mandatory military service in Artsakh and replacing it with a professional army.
1: A few days before Gregorian statements, Ilham Aliyev told his cabinet that after the war, a high-ranking Russian military official had promised that, quote, illegal Armenian armed forces would withdraw from nagorno karabakh but that promise was not kept. He also stated that if Armenia does not intend to withdraw its troops from nagorno karabakh they should openly admit to it so that Baku will know what to do, describing it as a gross violation of the November 9 statement.
0: During the same cabinet meeting, Aliyev said that following the war, there had been a verbal agreement between the leaders of Armenia, Azerbaijan, and Russia that Armenia would not bring up the issue regarding the status of Artsakh, according to Aliyev, for some time now Armenia was adhering to the agreement. However, recently, the issue regarding status is being intermittently raised by Armenia's prime minister and foreign minister. Azerbaijan's leader uh, again threatened Armenia, stating that raising the issue of Artsakh status is dangerous for Armenia because with that same logic, Azerbaijan can then um, demand the status for the so-called, what they're calling, as Zanghezur, which, according to Aliyev, was separated from Azerbaijan in the 1920s. In local news, last
1: week, entertainment producer Armen Grigorian, who was a known critic of Pashinyan's government, collapsed in a courtroom and was announced dead by medics after 10 minutes. Grigorian had been in pretrial detention for the last two months, undergoing a criminal investigation for insulting residents of two Armenian regions supporting the government. The exact cause of Grigorian's death is not yet known, but according to his lawyer, he had health problems while under detention.
0: This week, Armenia's investigative committee announced that it had opened a criminal case investigating the failure of prison medics to adequately perform their duties uh, rather than looking into the issue of holding Gregorian in detention for two months. Um, and long-term pretrial detentions have drawn criticism in Armenia, uh, not only during recent months, but uh, for the longest will, yes. time. We've talked about this, we've written about this, that um, you know. Bail is given for a certain reason, and, um, and now we'll see what happens with this investigation.
1: And this week, Armia's culture ministry appealed to the police to hold the construction on Mount Hattis for the placement of the Jesus statue, based on a report by the Archaeology and Ethnography Institute of the National Academy of Sciences. According to the report, the construction caused damage to a newly discovered fortress. The ministry also asked the police to look into the report and start legal procedures if needed.
0: The construction of the Jesus statue commenced two weeks ago. At the time, Armenia's Ministry of Culture stated that it had not received or approved blueprints for the construction of this statue. Several months ago, Gagik again, the leader of the Prosperous Armenia Party, announced his intention to erect this statue of Jesus um, because he believed that it would attract tourism to the country. Two weeks ago, it was revealed that the statue will be placed on Mount Hadis, which is a popular site for hikers and hosts several historic monuments. And it seems like nobody knows what's going on because one government agency is saying something and then the ministry of economy had gone to the And we didn't hear
1: uh, further on that uh, head uh, article. A, article that said that Zarukyan had already privatized several yeah, plots, plots. Uh, mm-hmm. in the area well uh, this this statue initiative has done more damage than good <laughs> I so think far so too. Well during this week's cabinet meeting the Armenian government approved the allocation of three billion Armenian drums, that's over seven million US dollars, to the police for the purchase of one hundred and seventy five Toyotas as the newly established patrol service is expanding into the Aragazotan tavush and Kotaik regions. The purchase will be made from a one company, Toyota Yerevan, which belongs to second President Robert Kocharyan's eldest son, Setrak Kocharyan, and businessman Samvel Mairabetyan, who is currently one For receiving a seven million dollar bribe from businesswoman Silva on on behalf of Robert Kocharian.
0: A police Chief Vahir Razarian stated that a tender had been announced in June, but none of the car dealers had responded. Razarian said that the decision to purchase the vehicles from Toyota Yerevan was because it was the only dealership that could meet the demands regarding the quantity and criteria of the cars needed. According to
1: Pashinyan, there were two options. Either postpone the launch of the new patrol service in the four regions until there were more bids so that the cars could be bought or go with the option that was available now. The Prime Minister stated that they decided to not waste time and not halt the process.
0: Last week, we reported that Murat Papazian, one of the co-chairs of the Coordination Council of Armenian Organizations of France and a member of the Worldwide Governing Bureau of the Armenian Revolutionary Federation, was banned from entering Armenia. At the time, no official explanation was given regarding the incident. However, today, the Prime Minister's press office told Armen Press that Papazian was denied entry to Armenia in accordance with with Armenia's law on foreign nationals, as he was among those who, quote, organized the attack on the official motorcade of the prime minister's delegation in France back in June of 2021. Papazian is a citizen of France, for those who don't know.
1: And the explanation offered by the PM's office uh, cites Clause G and Z of Article 8 of the Law of Foreign Nationals. Article 8 in, lists the grounds for denying a foreign national en- entry visa, revoking a visa, or banning from entering the country. If there is significant evidence that the person carries out activities, participates, organizes, or is a member of organizations which aim to cause damage to the security of the state, to overthrow the constitutional order, to weaken the defense capacity of the country, to to organize terrorist acts, to smuggle weapons and drugs into Armenia, and if the person poses imminent danger to the security and social order of Armenia in other aspects.
0: According to Yergyi Media, Papazian was uh, part of the protests which were organized against Pashinyan during his official to Paris um, last year in June, as as I said earlier. According to the prime minister's press office, Um Various objects and items, uh, you know, I think there were eggs Eggs. involved, were thrown um, in the direction of Pashinyan's motorcade. The car carrying the prime minister was attacked, and the situation was resolved only after French police and security forces intervened. The press office also stated that there is footage available online, which uh, shows what happened. And that's the kind of week we had here in Armenia. Thank you for listening. Watch
1: out over the weekend, though. It's Vartavar this Sunday. Oh, God,
0: yes. Sunday is Vartavar, which is the day that rubina and i stay home home. (laughs) which is the water festival um where everybody throws water on everybody else so yeah so if you are listening if you're in yerevan um you want to escape the heat you can wander out into the streets of yerevan but beware everybody is can be a victim to the water-wielding children of, of armenia so um we'll be back again next week